Hi everyone, welcome to World of Anime. I'm Stephanie, your host, and with me today I have my co-host Ben. Hey! And today we are doing a one-on-one get-to-know-our-hosts, and today we have the lovely Lorena. Hi, what's up? (laughs) So we are going to ask you to tell us about yourself and your uh, complicated relationship with anime over the years, like like a bad boyfriend or something. It's the the worst boyfriend, honestly. Brings out the worst in me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we'll be doing a couple of episodes like this. We are going to talk to hopefully all of our hosts at one point and get a one-on-one perspective. And today you are first. How does it feel to be first? Feels like I I had the first comments on a YouTube chat on a YouTube post, man. First. <laughs> well, hopefully it's hopefully the the, the payoff is better. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure hopefully it's more than I'm just too, I'm first. Excited. First. Hopefully. I'm exci- I am excited though. I'm really excited. I uh, I don't get to talk a lot about my anime history, I guess, and uh, I guess it's gonna be a little uh, introspective for myself as well because I get to like nostalgic about all these shows I used to watch God, like 10, 15 years ago. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I, I know some of the kinds of things you like, but I've never fully done the deep dive with you. So but yeah, so no, we're going to dive right into my childhood with the animus. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're like a therapy session <laughs> without the couch, except we're just in different rooms. Maybe there is a couch. Anyway. There is a couch. Okay. <laughs> Multiple couches. Um, so, when did you start watching anime? When was your first dose of the poison? Um, well, it's one of those, like, you know, what do you con- what did you consider anime? Like, I didn't really know it was anime. So, I guess Sailor Moon was my first dose of it. Um, I moved to Canada from Cuba in 1999. And uh, I guess they were airing some of the Sailor Moon episodes. Um, and I would watch them in French, and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> but I knew I liked it, um, and it was really pretty. So then I moved to the U.S. in 2000, and they were playing Sailor Moon at, like, 7 in the morning as I was getting ready for school. So I would sort of watch it while I was trying to get dressed. And there are videos of me, like, trying to put on a T-shirt to get ready for school, but trying to peek through, like, the armhole as I'm putting it on because I can't miss what's on TV. <laughs> and, and my mom's like, where are they going to dress? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. But Sailor Moon's on. I have to watch this. So I guess like, that's really my, that was my first, my first anime was Sailor Moon. That was a good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I never, I never got the chance to like get into Sailor Moon as a kid. So like, it's really exciting. That you, and I feel like that has definitely impacted the kind of anime that you more gravitate towards. So, no, I feel like it definitely did, just because I really do like, like, shoujo girly shows. But, you know, at the same, like, it was a time when, you know, like, uh, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z was all airing on WB, like, the four kid um, dubs or whatever. So it was a, I had that pretty generic childhood that most people had across the board. But... Um, what I also really got stuck on, and you guys will know, is I, Card Captures was also airing at the same time. And that was my, like, that was my, that was my fucking jam. That was <laughs> my, that was it. That was it for me. Like, that was, that's what I considered my first anime, and that's what I stuck to, like, as an anime anime. Um, 
loved it. Like I like lived for card captures <laughs> and actually it's really funny because so when it was airing on WB, they didn't do repeat episodes. It would just air on Friday and it was like, you know, every episode in the series. And then if it did, if you didn't catch it, you, you didn't see it. Like that was, it was over. You mean like um, how TV used to actually work before like yeah. the internet and, and right, TV? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So I never, I had piano practice and I never got to see the last episode in the series. No. And it wasn't until almost like, I don't know, maybe seven years later that it was like on the internet and you could watch them and they had like the DVDs that I was able to finally watch it. But it wasn't the dub, it was the sub because they never released the dub one. But oh, that's no. what I had grown up on and it's like been the biggest tragedy of my life. So it did not live up seven years later or was that just because you were used to it dubbed? It was just because I was used to the dub. Eventually I rewatched the whole series as uh, in, in su- as a sub and I was like, okay, like I can watch this now. It's, a diff- it's an entirely different show just because, you know... Um, for kids changes everything so much. So the English dub for kids was just so different. Um, but it did live up. It's still it was still a great show. But I just I still carry it with me that I never saw the last episode dubbed. Still carry it. It still hurts. That 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 is that's always really sad. Um so did you did you watch anime like from your childhood like all throughout or was it something that kind of you went on and off with? Um no, I definitely watched all throughout. As soon as I think it was when I was in like yeah, because Card Captors was airing when I was in third grade, and in fourth grade was when uh, Adult Swim started airing Inuyasha, and <laughs> that was when I first found out about Adult Swim in general, and that like opened the way that paved the way for the rest of my life. Like um, Inuyasha sucked you down the rabbit hole. Like. I, no, Inuyasha just, like, it was, like, card captures, you know, like, opened the doors, and it was, like, oh, here, it's all cute, but Inuyasha just, like, led me down that rabbit hole as far down as it went. Um, I've only ever written two chapters of fanfiction in my life, and it was Inuyasha fanfiction. Um, oh we'll God, leave it at that. I'm never so written- proud of you. Was it good? <laughs> fanfiction no. is rarely good. <laughs> <laughs> I only wrote two chapters of it, because then I gave up. Um, yeah, no offense, but, but like, fanfiction is, like, rarely good. There's some that are, like, incredible. There, there, but are, like, there are some gems, I will say. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, the thing, the funny thing about Inuyasha is I never, I never finished it. Like, I was really sucked into it for a, a long time. Uh-huh. And, and I just, I think they had a break at one point, so I never finished it. And then recent, I think it was a couple, like, a year or two ago... Actually, no, it was, like, a, at least five years ago. I discovered this uh, doujinshi that someone had written. And it's not, like, a not like a, like a hentai doujinshi or whatever. But it was, like, a Sashomaru and Kagome, like, weird romantic one. And it was the most beautiful doujinshi I've ever seen in my life. And oh it just God. kicked me right back into Inuyasha. Like, it was no tomorrow. Like, it's, like, no time had passed. <laughs> um but then it's she stopped writing it in 2012. Like she just stopped publishing any of the pages, and she was like seven chapters in, oh. and it was like I was I've been waiting for, for like five years. Yeah, and she suddenly started writing it again like a couple months ago, and like, dude, it just it just it brings me back every every time. It really that. kills me. I love when it's, shit comes back. I don't know. I had my experience with Inuyasha because again, I didn't start watching things till I was older. Because like. 
Mm-hmm. TV wasn't a great like thing in my house. Uh, yeah. So I watched it and I was just watching it and I like was was into it until I was like, this is the same thing over and over again and I don't have time right now. So I stopped. But then yeah. like they mm-hmm. brought back the show like years later to finish it. And my joke is I skipped from episode 64 to 164 and, and I you didn't, didn't feel miss like anything. I missed anything. Yeah. You didn't miss anything. Exactly. That was part of the problem. It was so repetitive. Like there's other shows that are so, that are either the same length or shorter, but they don't have as much filler content. So you're actually, you know, you're moving the narrative along, but Inuyasha, like, God, it's just, it's, it's so much of the same. Like it feels very episodic and it's not moving a narrative, but, it's but episodic, either way. It's also like, it's nothing interesting and new about every encounter it's like it's like it's monster of the week but not done well i mean it's a little bit my problem although also with like one piece where exactly. it just feels right. like you're bashing me on the head with the same shit but like yeah there's but definitely shows that are so much longer and some of them do have filler which is terrible but if you took out the filler the show would still be longer and cover more ground and like do more interesting things over time and it's just like yeah, and I got really tired of the like the gags, the same gags like over and over again. Like fucking Moroku and his goddamn staff and just hitting on um, all the ladies all just the time. Hitting on, like yeah, it was all very it was it was all the same. So, I think after that I went in, I went with uh, well not went with, but after that it was when Full Little Alchemist started airing. Mm, and the original you know, that, Brotherhood. The original, the original. Um I mean, cuz that one aired before Brotherhood, so. Oh yeah, I just like I I Timeline is weird. Again, like, yeah, I, no, I have no idea when the timeline is for, like, anything. <laughs> okay, so we're now we're circa, like, 2006, I think. So uh, Full Metal Alchemist was airing. That was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. You know, <laughs> I just really was into it, loved it. Um, and I think around that time I had, like, maybe been to my first anime convention. It was, like, a really small one at, uh, like, a university nearby. It was called YasumiCon. Um, and, you know, it was, like, very much into that world of just anime and pop and like just anime culture and things like that um what happened oh okay so then right soon right after that though because i always love telling the story is when naruto started airing um i don't know when if it was on cartoon start airing that was i think 2006 uh, on like on cartoon, I think it was. I don't know if it was Cartoon Network or Adult Swim. Like I don't know which one it was, but that's when it's like. I, as soon as it started airing, I started watching it. Um. So okay, I was really into it for all of a single week. A, a single week is when I was into it. Uh, I was so into it for that week that I bought myself like a kunai set, a sand headband, like the thigh thing where you put your kunai set. Super into it. Oh my God, so into it that I was you. wearing my headband wrapped around my neck to school for a week. Um, it happened to be picture day during that week. So my freshman year photograph forever engraved in everyone's yearbooks is with me wearing a Naruto headband around my neck. And after that week, I got over it and I never watched Naruto again. Oh, but it is no. Still, <laughs> it is still engraved in everyone's yearbooks from... Design and Architecture Senior High School, class of 2010. That's so there you go. Absolutely the most perfect thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my god. I I was I was never that confident. I didn't I mean I didn't get into anime until like high school, but like no. But what's fun but what's funny is as soon as I did it, like 
I when I as soon as I got over it, other people were started wearing their headbands, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm over that phase. Like, you guys are like way too slow. Oh my god, you started a fad and you ended it. <laughs> I started before a, it got I cool. started a fucking fad before and ended it before it even got cool. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Lorena, yeah. the trendsetter, always Literally, ahead of her time. Yeah, and everyone has a picture of me with a headband in the yearbooks. So I'm so proud of myself. So you had your your Naruto fling, and you quickly yeah, got over it was, that. Yeah, it was very short lived. Um, and I think I don't. Uh, the thing, the other thing that happened at this point is I went to art school. So so um, I went to a very uh, rigorous uh, elite art design program, I guess, in high school. And they kind of look at you and they were like, "What are you drawing? Is that an anime?" Anime is not real art. Um, you need to stop doing that. So they kind of take you and they take like a like a like a like a meat cleaver and they bash the anime out of you. <laughs> um, no, no. And you know, just like it's not real art. It's just that's pop culture. That's not something that an artist should be doing. And they just literally beat it out of you. So you know, for two years, you're just like if you are into it or anything like that, you know. It, it means you're not a real artist. It means that you're just not thinking for yourself. I don't know. I don't really know. But, like, essentially that did put a damper in my anime uh, consumption. I don't know if that's the word I'd say. But, you know, just because you're, like, that's just how it was. You're like, you know, you, you can't draw anime. You can't look at it. Like, it's it's just not, it's it's not art. Um, so I, kinda, I think I feel like I took a, a step back from anime at that point. I was still really playing a lot of video games, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but anime itself, I wasn't watching too much of. I think that's when like Bleach was coming out, One Piece was coming out, and I really just m- missed all of that. I watched a little bit of Bleach and One Piece, but like that entire phase just kind of. And I think I don't know. I, I I also don't like. I guess I don't remember too much of, of that time because I guess I had already learned what anime was. I wasn't looking for everything that was coming out. Um, but. I think if I had, at that point, if I watched anything, I would go back and finish old shows. Like, I finished Sailor Moon at that point, because mm-hmm. Sailor Moon, I had, I had never finished Sailor Moon, so I went through some classics. I watched a lot of Cowboy Bebop, um, stuff like that. Um, and it wasn't, I think, until I was in college that I started really watching anime again. And I still didn't watch, like, that much content, but, like, I think freshman year was when Brotherhood for Fullmetal Alchemist came out. Mm-hmm. So that I was following to the T, like... Love myself, brotherhood. Um, I think I also read a lot of. I, instead of watching, I read a lot of manga at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I wasn't following too many shows, but like, I was picking up a lot of like older mangas from like the '90s that were kind of um, that were that were they were they were completed, so I could just sit and read them all like in scans online. Um, so I did a lot of that, um, and yeah, I think it was like a little bit like at the towards the end of college that I was like oh okay like oh look Crunchyroll's a thing I can just sit here and pay for a service and watch anime instead of like having to go through all these weird like sites to try to find a download or something yeah no Uh, the mention of Crunchyroll is absolutely yeah no so that really brought me back into the full swing of things so then I started watching Kill a Kill um what else came out at that time so I think it was like yeah, I was like I was if Brotherhood was finishing. I wa- I was watching Kill a Kill. I was watching um, Nozaki Kun and things like that. Um, and that just sort of brought me back in. And so I don't watch a lot, lot, lot of anime. You know, I just if I hear a really good series or I see it maybe like on Tumblr, I sort of pick up on it. But 
Um, it's, I, I don't have a lot of time. So I make sure whatever I'm watching is like particularly good. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Like we're, we're, you're, we're semi grownups and have jobs. Yeah, we're, we're old and have jobs now and like responsibilities. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it seems like you uh, you tend to gravitate a lot more towards the shojo with like your little uh, escapades into the the shonen big big name shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I definitely I really like myself. Not so much magical girl shows uh, as far as shojo, but I do like myself a nice like slice of life like, like shojo. Um, there's also a different name for the ones that are uh, I can't remember the na- the term for it, but it's like anime that's meant for like older teenage girls um, like nana Jose. i really like Jose, yeah okay that's one like nana and like uh paradise kiss i love those shows um oh. but i know that they're meant for an older demographic um but yeah like those like sort of slice of life like stories about these girls but they have like one specific particular um thing that they're really into i just i really love those kind of shows yeah, I mean it's it's good that you that you know what you enjoy. I mean, and then you know what to look for in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so you grew up on the Magical Girl show. Did you end up watching Madoka? You know, I never watched Madoka. Is it Madoka or Madoka? I still don't know. Madoka. Madoka. I actually I think either way. I've heard it either it's way. It's it's the it's the Naruto and Naruto debate basically. Oh for- yeah, I actually never watched it. I know almost everything about it just because I've been on the internet for so long. But and I so never is it did. Spoiled for you? I mean, yeah. No. I mean, no, no, no. Like, I, most things are spoiled for me before I actually watch them. But I don't know. I just it. I, I don't know if I said I just love my magical girls and I don't want them to be tainted for me forever. But mm-hmm. I was, just, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Nah, it doesn't really look like my thing. Yeah, I mean, Ben really, really enjoyed. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. And it was interesting because I don't think we grew up on the magical girls genre. I mean, I didn't grow up really on anime at all. And mm-hmm. you didn't grow up on the magical girls shows. No. Um, so it was really interesting. Like, we really enjoyed it. But yeah, I didn't even think about like, oh, the magical girl experience will be tainted forever. If I, <laughs> if I watch I mean, it. If you watch it. Yeah. And I don't think it's something that, it, you know, would be like, I can, I can separate things. Um uh, and like compartmentalize shows, but I don't know. I just from just from looking into it from an from an external point of view, I just I was like, uh, don't know if it's my thing. Maybe at some point I'll like dabble in it. But yeah, it's funny it, though. Kube is essentially like evil Caro. Yep, yep. That's <laughs> he's basically what he, evil Caro. It is a very very pretty and like artistically interesting show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's if you, you, you'll you'll have to compartmentalize for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, no, and that's, that's, how, like, that's what I was saying. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that I've missed, whether because I, like, I never saw um, much of Attack on Titan. Like, I started watching it, and then I was like, eh, not really my thing. Um, there's a lot of big name. There's a lot of big name shows that I was like, eh, I can't really get into this, or like, I don't have time to get into this. Like, I'm gonna move on to something else that I know I'm gonna enjoy. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. You need to, you need to pick what you really want to be watching. It's not like you're someone who makes a living off of watching anime right. yet anyway, that yeah, uh, you can just sit and watch everything that comes out. Pay me, just pay me to sit and watch all of the animus. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we now know, know your vibe a little bit. So how did you, uh, 
How did you get into cosplay then? Is it because you were going to cons when you were younger and you wanted to like be part of it? Or were you always sewing since you were young or? Oh, um, cosplay. Okay. Well, so I had been to, I mean, I, the cons that I went to were all within maybe a couple months. Uh, and it was all, it was all between like 2005, 2006. Um, so I saw people cosplaying there and I was like, oh my God, like there was like a Chi cosplayer from Chubbets. Oh and I was God. like, oh shit, she looks amazing. I love her. I love everything about this. Um, but you know, I wasn't sewing. I, I wasn't sewing as a, as a child or anything like that, but I knew what cosplay was. I knew that people dressed up. I saw costumes of like Sailor Moon characters, like when I was really young and I was like, I need this, but it was never a thing that I like, you know, uh, pursued, um, even though I did like dressing up. Um, but I think it was uh, 2009 or something, because there, you know, there were a lot of anime conventions in South Florida. Um, and I had told myself, I'm going to this animation supercon this year. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I actually made my dad drive me out to a fabric store. I bought this like weird jersey fabric because I was going to do Rhinoa from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> and oh. it's funny because I finished the costume, but I never went to the con. Like I finished the whole thing. I like made the full costume. I looked great. Like for, for being a first cosplay, it actually looked really decent. Granted, it's also very easy. Um, but I never made it to the con. That's so sad. <laughs> I know. So then I just kind of put this costume in storage. And then I actually graduated that year. So my friends and I were all 18. So we were like, you know what? No, let's go to Supercon this year. Um, so I did, I fished out the costume. Half of it had gone missing. So I had to remake a bunch of stuff again. Oh no. I think I might've actually redone the whole costume. I don't remember. But um, I, went to the co I went to the convention. I had a terrible time because, so this was at the height of the Kingdom Hearts, Naruto and Hitalia fandom at conventions. Oh my so, god! I remember was, that. So I was walking around with. So I was walking around as Rainoa. My friend was Sora, and my other friend was uh, Kyrie. So then, you know, everyone was like going up to them, like, "Oh my god, Sora and Kyrie, I love you!" And then they would like look at me, and they'd be like, "Oh, are you like Yuna from like Final Fantasy X? And I'm like, oh, "Fuck, I'm gonna smack you in the face!" Like. <laughs> This is like, this is also like, this is my first big convention. Like, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh. I think. And then I actually, ha I actually did two costumes for this first convention because we had two days and I can't wear like the cause the costume twice. That is sacrilege. So <laughs> I made such a uh, purist. I love it. I'm like such, <laughs> I'm so basic. Oh no, I refuse to wear the same costume twice. Like I've even, even before I was even actually cosplaying, like it's, I don't know. It just, it was a thing that I could not do. Uh, so then I put together uh, a fang from Final Fantasy XIII, um, and it was terrible. <laughs> there's there's only one picture that exists of it, and I, I bring it out every now and then. But I still had a really good time at the con itself, like despite everything that I just hated about the costumes. Huh. So then the next year, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, let me try to think about these costumes a little bit more about how I feel in them, about my body. Um, so I did um, an Esmeralda from uh, Hunchback in Notre Dame, which is not anime per se, but like it's still an anime convention or whatever. I think I remember seeing that picture of you. you yeah, you might've seen. So I did Esmeralda 
And then I wore Rhinoa again. I, I, I brought back Rhinoa for the next day. But at that point, I was like, oh, no, like, I've got, I can sew better now. Like, maybe I shouldn't be wearing this one that's really ratchet now because, like, I, I have better sewing skills, even though I'd only made these, like, two or three costumes at this point. <laughs> um, this was, I think, 2011, 2012. Um, yeah, this is, this is 2011. Did you teach yourself how to sew or did you like take classes or something? I taught myself for the most part. I would like sew on the floor of my room a lot, like, because I didn't have a table to put the machine or anything. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like taking up space in the living room or like in the kitchen. So I would sew and they would give me really back, back, like back problems. But how do you I would... a foot pedal if you're on the floor? I, a stretching. Oh my God. It was really uncomfortable. I got, I'm pretty sure I have back problems because of it. Oh. Uh. Um, and then, but then, so I taught myself and I kind of taught myself how to use patterns and stuff. And then the summer of 2013, I like went to like a community college class to be, I was like, well, like I kind of know how to do most things. Let me see what I'm missing. And then it turns out I like pretty much had already taught myself everything as it needed to be. I was just missing a couple things. And then from there I went on to do the rest of my life. That's it's it's so funny considering like a lot of your a lot of your uh, stuff that you do now is sewing in like professional cosplay and like what the fuck did we go to school for? <laughs> yeah, what did I go to school for, dude? Oh my gosh! But yeah, no, no, no. But uh, I started sewing and like basically my first costume I sewed in twenty two thousand nine. Um, so twenty. I, I I always count my kids because the thing is in when I was in college I would only go to the conventions in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like when I was between between semesters or between uh, school years, mm-hmm. so I was I remember everything very in detail because it was convention of summer twenty thirteen, convention of summer twenty fourteen. Like I like eventually it, like now that I go to more cons, it kind of blurs a little bit. But for a couple of years, I was like I have every detail down to the T. When did your um, like popularity sort of start to take off? Was it the Shira costume or the Shira costume start well? Which Shira costume? The first one or the second one? <laughs> the one that like had a million comments. I think there was. I, I don't remember which one that was. But there two um, of those. There were. I made a Shira in twenty thirteen, and I made a Shira in twenty four. Was it fourteen or fifteen? I don't remember now. But there was. So there was one that. Yeah, there was one that I posted. Um, oh, because also this is a podcast, so I, I, I'm pretty chubby. Uh, so I would post my cosplays to like chubby costly or tumblr or whatever um so i had this one uh she-ra cosplay that i made in 20 in like spring of 2013 that i posted to one of them and you know a lot of people were responding really positively to it being like oh my god like so great to see like because i can you know i'm also pretty positive about just that i do costumes for the sake of making costumes not for the sake of how i really look in them as long as my costume looks good i feel good you know mm-hmm um, and people were responding very positively to that. So I was like, yeah, this is so great. I I love giving people a little bit of confidence, like just a little smidge of it. Um, so I think that year, 2013, was when I like opened a Facebook page. Also because at that point I was also making so many more costumes than I had before that I felt like I was bombarding my friends on Facebook by posting pictures every five minutes. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I think that that summer I made um eight costumes like just during that one summer 
and like I didn't want to keep like just sending all these pictures just through Facebook being like look at all the stuff I'm making so I opened the Facebook page and I was just kind of like hey guys like um I don't want to bombard everyone on Facebook so if you want to see the work that I've been working on you can follow this page here it's Lolo's wardrobe um just so you know like if you if you if you're into the stuff that I'm making just follow that page so that you don't get like your feedback doesn't get stuck with right. me posting like every time I say something <laughs> Um, and that's kind of the year that I like really started making a lot more friends in the, at the cons. And at that point I feel like I got better. Mm -hmm. Um, the year before I had, the year before was the first time I had gone to the con by myself. Um, cause like I wanted to go three days and most of my friends could only go the one day. So I went the first day by myself, awkwardly started making friends. And like, it's funny because the people that I met that one day I am friends with to this day. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, like, I, I, it was, like, that one day that I went by myself, and I made, actually, like, these oh, such weird lasting friendships. And the other way that I actually made really good friends at cons is whenever, because I did, that's 2012, I started competing. Like, I started doing the costume competitions. Mm -hmm. And it's so awkward. It's so funny, because every convention that I've competed at, the people either in front of me in line or behind me in line, I've become best friends with. Like... <laughs> So 2012 was my first contest and the right behind me is my friend Danny and Danny is like literally my best friend right now like forever. That's so awesome. That's really cool um, that you like got that. Uh I think the next year I did the next year was when I did uh I did some I did a Final Fantasy cosplay and the people behind me in line started talking to me, became friends with them. And became friends with their group of friends, and I've they 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 are all now clients of mine. So I've made a costume for every single person in their friend group that they've bought from me. That's so cool. Um, like it was just like all these tiny little weird nuances happen. Um, just I don't know, just in line through cosplay. So I really enjoy just like as much as I also enjoy making costumes, which is still my favorite part of it. You know. More so than wearing it and showing it off, I really do just like the craft of making costumes. Um, but just these weird lasting friendships that I've made just because we all like to dress up and be weird. It's awesome. Um, what's your favorite kind of costume to build? Uh, I really like ball gowns. <laughs> <laughs> I really like ball gowns. Um, because I really like, the only thing is I like trying to figure out how to create a complex shape in a dress itself, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people really like things that are very intricately detailed and they like sewing on all these tiny little beads. I hate that. I can't stand that. <laughs> Just I, put some glue on I don't it have the patience. Glitter. Yeah, I don't, I don't have patience for that. My friends do. They do all the crazy Sakazo cosplay with, like, all these tiny hand-sewed beads. And I'm like, you're crazy. I love you, but you're crazy. <laughs> um, so I like my favorite thing to do is sort of work with geometry and try to figure out how to create these bigger, badder shapes, like these different corset shapes, you know, just with the, with the fabric itself. And what can I create with that? Um, I've tried armor and I have a little bit of that, but I'm still not very good at it. So for the most part, just straight sewing and creating, um, creating sort of fabric magic is what I like to do best. That's so wild. It's like, uh, I've shown, I've shown your stuff. So 
again, this is going to be cut. I went to the fabric store to get stuff for my most recent costume. Uh-huh. And I uh, was, I'm like, I'm still not good at this at all. I'm still like a fucking failure when it comes to costumes. No. I'm just like, I'm always rushed. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. But so every time I have an idea, I go to this store and I'm trying to talk to people being like, can you help me find this pattern? Cause I don't really know where to look or I'm looking for this kind mm-hmm. of fabric or like, how would I build something like this? And I just like have made some like weird friends with the people who work at the fabric store near me. But one of the women was showing me her costumes. She made some fucking fantastic dresses and she wanted to be, her next thing she wanted to do was Maleficent. And I was like, wait a minute, I need to show you a Maleficent. <laughs> and I showed her your, your stuff and she was like, holy shit, this stuff is amazing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm always like beyond impressed at your shit. And I'm just like, I can't even. Mm, this is so hard. It's, it's- it's really funny because Maleficent was like, so Maleficent I made right, like right after I had graduated. So I was like, I don't have a lot of money to be spending. Like I need to use up whatever I have in stock. Um, so I was like, I had all these ideas for all these costumes. Cause I that, think that summer I did like Maleficent and Rosalina from uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do that year? I forgot. But I just, I was like, I, need to use up whatever fabric I have I can't be buying anything else so I had actually bought fabric to make a dress for formal for like our for our sorority formal Mm -hmm. like two years two years before and I had made the dress but I didn't wear it I didn't like it that I was like this fabric for this dress is just the right fabric for this Maleficent dress so I tore up the dress and found these other scrap, other small pieces of fabric that I had that sort of blended into them because it has these like panels. And I built this whole dress out of scraps that I had that found in my room. That dress does not look like it's fucking made out of scraps, it, though. It's made out of scraps. You the, also made I those think, horns, right? Yeah, those were like a plastic. They're like a sort of cast. Um, so they're like um, either like clay, and then they're cast with like a very thin resin. I think the most that I spent was like on the wig, but even then, um, I ended up not going with the route of a cosplay wig. So I bought like a Black Beauty Shop wig because it looked more natural. And, oh. But it's a lace front, and it was like only like twenty bucks. I love that. Um, so the whole costume is, is so funny because it's it's made out of scraps, but like it's lasted me so long and it still holds up. And I'm just like so impressed, still so impressed <laughs> with myself. I love that I made him cosplay for the first time this year. Oh, yeah. So we went to PodCon this year in Seattle. and um, Which is a podcast <laughs> podcast convention. Podcoom. Podco- wow. Podstoom. Um, I had no idea. So Ben and I did a, a, a joint costume, uh, this character called Roswell, who's okay. part bird and part suit of armor filled with clay. Okay. So I bought online because I was like, I don't have the time, money, or ability to build a suit of armor. Uh, <laughs> so I bought this like foam suit of armor and I like spray painted it and like caulked it and painted the caulk and like customized it to and like made a little sheriff badge because he's a sheriff of this like weird western town. And I made Ben wear that. And then I made myself like a weird bird costume, like complete with wings. I, yeah, it was. And I was like, there's no like, there's no pattern for anything. I did buy a pattern just to like, I made like a red dress out of like 
the shittiest, fa- oh, what is it, like, not even, like, broadcloth. It was really, really cheap because I knew it was going under all of my other stuff. And then I made, like, a cape that I turned into wings. Oh, man. I had a lot of fun. It was, it looked okay. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best part, I'm telling you. It's, the build is the best part. I mean, it was nice not to have to build a suit of armor because I don't think I could have done that. Because, uh, like, I was looking up, like, okay, what do I need to buy and to make this? And I was like, this is just going to be more expensive and more time-consuming than just buying something that's semi-pre-made. Right. Uh, no, it's more expensive. It's more time-consuming. Like, for example, right now everyone makes their suit of armors out of Warbla, which is a <coughs> amazing, subs- you know, it's an amazing product to make these, these, these lasting pieces. But to an extent, I do believe that part of the fun of cosplay was, like, seeing everyone come up with different techniques on how mm-hmm. to make things. And then you can have those conversations, like, how did you make this? Oh, you know, tinfoil and masking tape with a little bit of foam, and then I painted it. Like, having those conversations, people, like, like, oh, hey, you look awesome. What did you do to make this? And everyone had a different story, like... Right now, things are so, you know, things, it's great that things are more accessible and easier, but at the same time, I'm like, like, I don't know, it's like too easy now. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's a double-edged sword. I still don't know how to use Warbler, so I'm still not there. No, 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 no. And I know I'm like, I'm, I'm speaking from like a different place. It's just like, I don't know. No, I it's do the craft like, that's fun for sure. Like, I love asking people, like someone at the convention had this really cool sword and shield that he had made. And it was mm-hmm. like, well, how'd you do that? And like. He was, like, putting together, like, PVC and cardboard and painting it, and his shield was made of, like, what, a garbage can lid or something? Like, it was really right, cool. Right, right, right. It's, like, what's... Because I feel like it's... it's um, I actually... There was an interview that I that a friend of mine did, because he's... Uh, he does... He makes crazy, like, leather work props, for example. Um, but he... He's been doing... He's been doing, like, cosplay and armor for years. And what he was telling, saying was that he likes asking new cosplayers how they made their stuff versus like a veteran cosplayer uh you know someone that's you know really good at it it's been doing it for years um they at this point might use the same techniques that he knows already mm-hmm. but if you ask someone that is just starting you know they're gonna bring for the most part techniques you've never heard of because it might be something that like their parents know how to do that's something that's in their family that they're just learning but they really know how to work with this one random material Mm -hmm. and they made a costume out of that one random thing that only they know right so you get brand new techniques from someone that's just starting and I thought that was the coolest thing ever that is really cool I think my favorite random thing that I've used to make a costume so I did uh when I did my second She-Ra I did uh, like a more intricate design instead of the TV show one. Mm-hmm. I did like if it was a a Valkyrie like Am- uh, Amazonian sort of design. Yeah, it was so I gave her one of those gladiator. <laughs> I gave her like a like a gladiator skirt that had like the little panels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted the bottom of it to be gold, like it ends in a little golden point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how am I going to get this golden point? Do I have to paint it? So I ended up ordering, uh, I, I, like I started looking up at things. So like the little photo corners that you use in like a scrapbook, I found on Etsy, someone was selling like a inch and a half gold photo corner that you just use to mount pictures. 
but it, it's just a little, when, if you fold it in, if you fold it, it's just a little golden point. Oh my God, that's perfect. So I hammered them flat and it was the gold at the tip of my entire, of, of each of the little panels on my skirt. That's amazing. Uh, so I think at the end it made like these two inch, uh, like, like slits, like for the skirt, like the straps for the skirt. And then I just kind of like cut the leather and then I hammered it down and it looked so beautiful and it was exactly what I wanted and it was photo corners and that's my random tidbit on how you get a gold tip on your skirt <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> thanks um, yeah I'm no so I love I love it I love seeing what people have used to make shit it's really great uh I'm trying to think of like the other weird thing I see and I'm like not I'm blanking totally 100% right now but like oh, photo corners who would have fucking thought of that Photo corners. That's like my. That's my go-to party story. So I use photo corners for the corner of a from the edge of my skirt. My uh, my my party trick usually is, um, especially with characters that have like very defined busts or like I need a very specific shape. I end up just sewing a lot of costumes directly to my bras, uh, like my Ooh. old bras, because, like. I can't go braless. My chest is too big. It sounds like a brag, but I'm, it's it's literally frustrating as all hell. Um, but she has a nice back. Oh, thank you, darling. Um, <laughs> ben, care to comment? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, I cosplayed as Stephanie Dola from No Game No Life, and her whole costume is this like, like her her like bust is like protruding from the from the rest of like the bustier thing and I was like I don't know how to make a fucking bustier and Mm -hmm. I was like I want that shape of like the defined boobs and then the waist um so I just Mm -hmm. like sewed part of the costume directly to my bra that also helps like I don't have to worry about like my bra strap showing through like the thin strap of a costume I just that that is my bra strap is the thickness of the strap because I don't have another way to do it yeah um I think I my first like. That's a good technique, though. I like it. Thanks, especially because I destroy my bras over time. So it's just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll use this one now. Uh, I think I actually once got in a situation where I needed another bra and I didn't have one, so I had to like take apart an old costume <laughs> to get my bra back. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so currently, mm-hmm. uh, you have an exciting life. Also, you had an exciting life, but your life continues to be exciting. Uh, uh-huh. And you do a lot lot of costumes, not just for cosplay now, right? Yeah, I do costumes for museum theater groups and sometimes for, like, short indie films or, like, student films that are, like, filmed in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also actually been asked to do, like, a lot, some, like, lessons. or and Not lessons, but classes for... Um, um for like conference for like uh student conferences so i actually did um there's a program i guess at the local community college for that for their design school they do a thing called a d3 conference so they bring in uh local designers from different industries to show like showcase a little bit of like you know, you don't have to be just a graphic designer to be mm-hmm. a designer. Like, these are other things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, uh, I did it last year and they asked me to come back this year. But I do, like, I, I, we call it a cosplay workshop just so that uh, they understand what it is. But it's sort of an intro to costume design for the most part. Just being, like, 
you know, the things that are important are your research, your your materials, your inspiration. Um, so I, I kind of bring in like a bunch of fabric scraps and then these like these uh three foot like um like new like a like a drawing like an illustration of like just like a figure mm-hmm. and I sort of give them a random character and they have to come up with a design with the fabric that I brought. Oh, and that's they sort fun. of they like cut it and stuff. So I do a little bit of a lot of community things with my costumes and uh, as long as well as the cosplay itself. So it's a little bit involved. So I kind of, I don't know, I, I get like a weird kick out of it because I feel like I'm being very involved in my community and my city. That's really nice. It's nice to get involved. Mm-hmm. I've always been a very involved person. So I'm just like, oh God, there it goes again. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's great. It's, it's, it shows you have a kind heart and you care about mm-hmm. your environment. Gross. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, and I also do a lot of um, just orders for like other, con- other convention attendees. Because um, people do like to hire me to make stuff when they don't feel like making it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's always or, fun. Or can't. Or can't make it. That's also fair. Like, yeah, you've made some complicated stuff. Um, right now, now I have... Um, I, I just recently finished a, a Ridley from Alien. And that was actually my first time doing, like, a, a bodysuit. Like, because usually it's, you know, it's just a, a top and a bottom. So you... You don't have to be too mindful of the person's height. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, this was the first one I had to do. And I was like, you wouldn't think this would be so complicated. But oh, my God. Like, the first time she got it, like, she's like, it fits great. But it, like, rides up a little way too much in my crotch. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then I had to figure out how to re- how to take this uh, take this back, undo it, add length to it. And it was just like, this, there's some complicated pieces. But it's actually always fun just because I always get to work on new things. I do try to be pretty mindful that I don't do like a repeat order of something I've made because I know I won't have as much fun. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've broken that rule on, and I broke it again, is um, I made a, a white mage from Final Fantasy fourteen a couple years ago, and it was um, it had the, it was like a red linen and it had like red on red embroidery and it was like honestly one of the hardest it was a simple costume but it was one of the hardest things I've ever made because of the amount of embroidery mm-hmm. and it blew up on reddit like it was like front page of the cosplay section in reddit wow and it was it just completely blew up and I didn't expect it and I was like oh sweet jesus like so you know I had so many people being like I want a white mage I want a white mage and I, I was I said nope I'm not doing it like I almost died making this I'm not making this again <laughs> so then, um, a couple, I think it was like a year later, a couple, uh, like messages me and they're like, oh my God, like we love Final Fantasy. Like we want to like do this together. And I was like, oh, that's so, so they're, they're together and they're in love and they want to cosplay five mages together. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you caved. I, I caved. So then I made, uh, I made both of them white mages and, like, at this point, I bought an embroidery machine just so that it could take the bulk of the work. Mm. And it was so much embroidery that it broke the machine. And I had to buy a second one. Oh, my while God. The first one was getting re- while the first one was get- getting repaired. Um, and then, then I said, I'm never doing this again. Never again. Never again. <laughs> never again. No, absolutely So then <laughs> I was at a convention last, I think it was last, not this past December, but the December before that. 
and I'm like walking around minding my own business in my costume and this uh this young this man runs up to me and I know exactly who he is like this is like someone that I've been following for years in the cosplay community and I was like holy shit holy shit holy shit like <laughs> like they're coming up to me and he's like hey are you like Lolo's wardrobe and I'm like oh, they know who I am oh, oh my, my god and I'm like yes oh I, I, yes I know exactly who you are and they're like okay, I don't mean to talk, to talk business right away. Because then he, like, he like, complimented my costume or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to get to business right away. But I sent you a message on Facebook. And I'm like, you did? And he's like, yeah, I saw your white mage. And we'll, like, and he asked you to make one for him. And I was like, so like starstruck on the spot that someone that I really admired wanted me to make them that I said yes. Oh, man. <laughs> you did do it again? But it was funny. He, he just sent me the fabric for it because he like you know because he he's actually like you know a really talented cosplayer. Um, so he knew what materials he wanted and everything. So he did all the purchasing himself. He oh, just like so he nice. wanted me to. So I just got the materials and like two days ago. But I was like I was so shell shocked, like was a starstruck that I was like yes I will totally do this because I was just like oh no this person that I like have been admiring for so long wanted me to do this and I was like freaking out like it was crazy. So amazing. That is the four the three times I've broken my rule of (laughs) I'm never gonna remake something. So, uh, do you have any, other than, I guess, another white mage, do you have any other projects that you're looking forward to doing soon? That, I'm not too sure if it's just because I've been getting, having, getting different varied interests the past couple of years, in the last year, that I've actually not made as many costumes. Um, so, usually I would average about maybe 25 to 30 costumes a year. Wow. I think I only made maybe like 10 last year. Uh, maybe more. Maybe more. I can't even imagine. Ten to ten to fifteen. Um, so I don't know. It, it it kind of it kind of put me in a slump, and I'm like, man, I really want a big project. Um, so I actually bought all of the materials to do uh, Witch Mercy from Overwatch, and Ooh. I really I really do want to finish it because I already did um, the staff. Oh right. Um, I already have the staff built, but I have to have to get the costume built now. Which is the easy part, actually. So I don't know why it's taking me so long. I want you to be. Um, I want to see you in that costume so much. <laughs> so I really want to build that. Um, just because I got into Overwatch recently, and like since I was finally playing, I was like, I feel justified in cosplaying Overwatch now. <laughs> um, so I want to do that. Um, I really want to get into, I, I also really like Star Wars. I know it's not related to anime, but I really, really enjoy Star Wars and I want to get into the 501st. So I'm thinking of doing a Stormtrooper pretty soon. Uh, you, would build, at least. you would build your own Stormtrooper? No, no, no. I'd probably get like the Anovos kit and then you can build from there. Oh. Because um, what they do is they'll send you basically like just a raw um, like vacuum form of mm. the pieces and then you build, and then you, you build it from there. Oh, that sounds like um, fun. Yeah, like they basically what they do is they take a massive order, then they do a crap ton of vacuum forms, and then they just send you the pieces and you build your costume from there. Oh, that's fun. Um, so I really, I really want to do that at some point just because um, so there's no celebration, Star Wars celebration this year, but there's one in 2019 in Anaheim. So we kind of want, I kind of want to get my friends together and we all make our own Stormtrooper outfits and we go. Um, but I don't know, I'm, I'm really looking trying to figure out what my next big build is just because I've 
I've missed it. I've been, I've made a lot of small projects recently mm-hmm. or every now, like maybe for Halloween, I'll do a big costume, but I haven't sat down and like really slaved over a costume in a while. And I have like, kind of want to do that soon. So now that we know a lot about what you've done and what you're doing, where can people go to see all of your wonderful costumes and everything that you make? Um, well, if you want to see, uh, oh, it's hard because I don't update my Facebook page that often. But if you want to see any of the things that I've made, I do post some of my newer projects there. Um, you can follow my Facebook page, which is called Lolo's Wardrobe. So L-O-L-O, Lolo's Wardrobe. Is there an um, apostrophe in that? Yeah, like L-O-L-O, like apostrophe S. But like, it's not Lola, it's Lolo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lolo's Wardrobe. Um, and I'm also on Tumblr under the same name, but it's mostly memes and funny things, or at least that I think it's funny and a lot of Star Wars too. Um, and then you can also, I guess my Instagram, I actually post, I'm actually really active on Instagram. So that's art Delolo. So A-R-T-D-E-L-O-L-O. Um, that's actually where I'm pretty active and I post a good amount of what I'm working on. Um, but you know, there's every, whenever, whenever I have a big project, it's a lot of costume progress. And when it's a slow time, it's photos and memes and mad jokes. And those are all great things to see. Um, so yeah, now you all know where to follow this beautiful, lovely lady. And, um, I guess to lead us out, what advice do you have for baby cosplayers and people like me who really want to do well, but are just trying their their best. <laughs> I mean, I guess the advice that I have is that like you're the best your best like whatever your best is is the best that you have. So, it doesn't really matter if like I know one thing one thing that people struggle with is that they really want their first costume to be the best thing that they can possibly do. So, they don't want to um I guess spend money on failure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the thing is that, you know, I'm not saying everyone's going to fail the first time, but it's, you know, it, there's a huge learning curve to creating things. And just heads up, cosplay is a very expensive hobby. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it is, and that's how it is. Um, so, you know, you don't have to make your thing, your first thing's very expensive, but, you know, you can start small. And it's going to be rough, and it's not going to look perfect, but just keep trying. And... Eventually, after a lot of patience and a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of just tutorials, you will get to where you want to be. Um, but, you know, you just don't worry if the first one doesn't come out perfect. Like, you'll, you'll get there. It's not a, it's, it's just a matter of patience. That's really reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that nugget of wisdom. And I'm really excited to record with you more in the future. I'm excited to keep watching anime with you and the gang. I'm really excited too. I really like this last uh, foray into five different animes that we had, and I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it soon, Um, just because I really did actually have a lot of feelings, and I feel like we have a lot to discuss. So you guys are kind of bringing me back to my roots, and I really enjoy having these discussions with you guys. That's awesome. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, a spoiler alert for everyone out there. Uh, next week we will be we will be discussing five different anime, one that each of us brought to the table, and we all needed to watch at least one episode. 
and we're going to discuss what we felt and what we thought and if we kept watching it. So yeah, it's going to be a really fun discussion and I'm happy that you are part of this and I'm excited to record it with you. Yay, me too. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, this has been World of Anime. We've obviously had the wonderful Lorena on. Thank you, Ben, for joining us again. Of course. Uh, I'm Stephanie, and I've been your host, and you can follow me on Twitter at StephUpTheGame. Oh, yeah, Sumi. I never know how to end this. Um, goodbye, everybody. I need a better fucking sign-off as well. Yeah, you, gotta, you do a sign-off, bro. Right?